and welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. This week on the show, we have our S24 in hand. We are going to talk all about our upcoming review. It's probably out by the time you're hearing this. We also have the OnePlus 12, a very good phone that a lot of people really like. Google just released a new feature drop, but we're not sure exactly who it's for. It might be a Pixel drop. It might be a Android drop. Google, make up your mind. We also have some leaks of the Pixel 9 and Pixel 8a, and we'll dig into Netflix's latest shakeup of its price plans, because the company just loves to throw us for a loop every few months. Will, Ara, welcome. How are you doing? Are you warm? Are you healthy? All of the above. Are you warm, Daniel? I was going to say, yeah, That's the real you should be warm. I was leading into that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm in Miami, if anybody's uh, curious. I'm, I'm looking at my hotel window at a bunch of palm trees. Actually, it shouldn't be that warm this morning, but warm enough, warm, warm for y'all. Mm. Are you wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses and drinking a mojito and also in like a nightclub all night doing cocaine? Because like that's all I know about Miami is <laughs> all of the above. Is at once. Miami Vice. <laughs> I did go to a hotel for dinner last night where a bunch of people just stopped doing like stopped their dinner mid dinner and started arm wrestling one another. <laughs> so. That was a thing. I mean, so long as they weren't being ridiculously loud about that, that sounds fun. <laughs> no, they, there was there was there was a lot of alcohol involved, so they were being fairly loud about it. Uh, um. So yeah, Miami. It's it's a it's a cool place, though. I like being here yeah. in January. Yeah, I got to make it down there at some point. Yeah, yeah. It was very windy the first two days. It was like hurricane level winds without the rain, which was kind of cool. No, the rain comes tonight. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm leaving tomorrow. Or at least up here it does. Mm. Will, are you snowed in? Or are no, you, we're in a heat wave, uh, man. Are you, are, is that we're in a heat done? wave. It's, uh, it's 36 oh, yeah. out right now. It's, it's practically Miami weather. True. Yeah. The palm trees are blowing in the, in the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, there is still snow on the ground just because it snowed so much last week. But it has been rapidly melting. It's been raining the last like two days. It was incredibly dense fog last night because of the rapid weather switch um I, I drove home from the gym and it was like I, I could see like maybe 50 feet in front of me minus headlights so yeah it's gonna cool down again but like not not too bad like back to like december temperatures so um i think we're good on snow for a minute at least okay well makes taking photos with your new phone just that much better obviously no it doesn't but i did my best anyway <laughs> So let's talk about that. This is Samsung yeah. season. Galaxy S24 reviews are hitting the internet any day now. You have your S24 Ultra review unit. I have one. I got one the day before I left for Miami. So I've been taking underwhelming photos my entire trip. And I think that... that <laughs> oh, we should have put those in the review. That, are, are that we largely jump, what, underwhelming up. photos? I promise you there are plenty of underwhelming photos in my review. <laughs> yeah, so let's just talk about this phone like before we talk about the camera yeah my first impression of it was like oh thank god this is a flat screen phone like just straight up this looks so much better than even the s23 ultra which did not have a massive curve but i don't know there's just something about the symmetry of like the perfectly symmetrical bezels and the flat display and like the squared off edges and like samsung just the hardware's amazing right like so 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 amazing 
I probably didn't draw enough attention to it in my review, but I do appreciate the the symmetrical bezels. Like, like I don't want to give Samsung too much credit. Like that probably should have already been that way, but like I appreciate it. Um, I will say, and this is in my review, I am a little unimpressed with the fact that my SIM card tray sticks out a little bit on the right side and kind of digs into my hand for $1,300. I get that like, that's not going to be on every device, but I've talked to at least one other person that their SIM tray is too far into the phone so that mm. there's like a gap in the frame and, you know, $1,300 phone like I have in my review that you should inspect your unit closely when you unbox it, because if you're going to spend this kind of money on a device, it should be perfect, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. I don't have that problem on my unit, but I feel like... Yeah, it's not going to affect every... Like, like I, I'm very aware of that, but it's kind of driving me crazy, though. So. Yeah. I mean, hardware-wise, like, this is about the best you can do on Android. Yeah, but the gap's not as, as big as... It, like, the, I think that the Pixel 8 Pro feels a lot better than the Pixel 7 Pro did, and I don't feel that gap there anymore. I still think this is probably a nicer device, but the real thing is that I, I don't think titanium makes any difference in how I feel about this phone. Like, it truly is, like, buzzword chasing to compete with Apple. It doesn't make any impacts on the phone's weight, which was the big deal with Apple switching. You know, they dropped the weight by almost 20 grams, and, like, they're, I think it's two grams lighter than the S23 Ultra. I mean, it's partially because Apple switched from stainless steel to titanium, and Samsung is switching from aluminum to titanium. But it still means that difference is not there. I mean, I was going to say, it's, I think it's less that it's not there so much as Samsung just decided to use the weight for something else, whereas iPhone was like, no, we just want to sure. make a lighter phone so that way it's easier for you to, you know, stay on it for 10 hours a day. Where did they put the extra weight? Like, they didn't make the battery any bigger. I do wonder about that. Could that have gone into the new, like, vapor chamber stuff? Because they said they use a it's larger possible. one. Yeah, they did. it is It is a, di- a completely different vapor chamber. It's possible. Like, it might just be the fact that, like, the difference between aluminum and titanium is is much smaller than stainless steel to titanium like apple was using a heavier material and so it's much more noticeable when they switch i don't know but i just i i I agree with you in the sense that it really does come across as clout chasing Mm -hmm. there's very little advantage to it and even just holding the phone like i think the apple even acknowledged that titanium is harder to anodize so you have sort of a a very different feel to the edges and i think if I hold this phone, I don't get the feeling that this is a better material in any meaningful way over aluminum compared to stainless steel. As you said, like they were able to anodize it more easily, but it was heavier. And I get that. Well, Samsung's not even trying. That's the other thing. Like all of the colors for the S24 Ultra use a gray frame. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, nice. As opposed like to it's, Apple, it's a brushed which titanium. Yeah. And it feels nice. It looks good, but it's, it's, you know, they sidestepped the problem Apple ran into with anodization by not doing it, basically, by just keeping it gray. Right. And then the backs are different colors. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the gray one. So, like, it looks particularly kind of subtle. Like, the whole thing is just like a gray block. Yeah. My issue, because I also have the gray one, and my, my, it, it looks, it just kind of looks unfinished to me. It just looks like a prototype device when it's gray and gray. Like from the back, it just kind of looks like it, it, I made this comparison on a, a literally in a meeting yesterday. But it's like, um, you know how every year like Mac rumors or or someone like that will get uh, those iPhone blocks that show you the dimensions and like the button locations of the new. Oh, iPhone? the case planks. Yes, yeah. exactly. It looks like one of those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you're you're not wrong. 
With it being like those colors, I almost wish the back had been metal as well. So you could just like do some kind of an etching or something and give some personality to it because it's just this tinted glass. So that means you can't do anything except like slap a skin on it. There's no jazzing it yeah. up as it is. Yeah. Or you just buy their $70 ultra vegan or vegan leather cases. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> do you know what's good though? Uh, the display. Display is pretty good. Yes. That's the highlight of this phone. I don't know if you feel the, the same way, Daniel. It's beautiful. I mean, but it doesn't strike me as a huge upgrade over the previous. No, one. it's brighter, but that really only matters outdoors and to compete on paper with the Pixel 8 series. Mm-hmm. It is the first, I'm going to get the name wrong, Gorilla Glass Armor mm-hmm. device. Yes. Um, essentially means like fewer reflections. And I do think like it's noticeable when you hold it up to lights compared to other phones. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely not, less reflective. It doesn't reflective. make any impact. Yeah, but, but without distorting like the display like day to day, like you don't notice it until you like look for it. And I, it's it's a nice. I'm touch. so disappointed. That's only on the ultra. Well, also, uh, Ara, you lose the effect if you put a screen protector on it. So, which I feel like I'm just bringing up mostly for you because I feel like that would annoy you. It probably. Well, I mean, I understand that it would because the second you put anything else on that surface, yeah. you're losing whatever exactly. uh, anti-reflective properties that original surface had. Like exactly. that—that's just how it works. That's why matte screen protectors exist in the first place. Yeah. But I wish that girl glass armor had come to all of them, if for no other reason than I don't understand why you would intentionally have an eight hundred dollar and a thousand dollar phone have an older glass when you have a more resilient and more uh, more easy to view glass available on your thirteen hundred dollar one. But I guess it has to justify that gotta, $100 increase yep. somewhere. Gotta push people up the payment scheme. Like Samsung did the same thing with its TVs at CES, right? They added a reflective or, or anti-glare coating on, on its OLED displays, and it made a huge difference. I noticed that the first time I turned this phone on, like it has almost a paper-like feel to it. It's obviously not it's not e-ink or anything like that there's no like tcl is going to come for you (laughs) um there's no like translucent layer or whatever it's called underneath but it does have a much closer to paper feel and i love that i mean one of the main things i do on my phones these days is read and opening up kindle on this is, is a meaningfully better experience like it doesn't hurt my eyes at night i don't feel the blue light the way that i did on on previous phones so like if you're somebody who really cares about that, about the reading experience on your phone, this will have a like a significant improvement to your quality of life. You know, we're talking about like who's going to upgrade from this, right? If you're at an S21 Ultra or an S20 Ultra, and I'm sure a lot of people are, like this is a pretty big upgrade. It's just not a rush out and upgrade I, when you I, already I, have a working smartphone. Yeah, my, my issue is that like it is, but also like, what I kind of come to in my in my review is that I think at thirteen hundred dollars, like if you wanted to upgrade from like an S twenty, you could probably just jump to the S twenty three Ultra at, at like a much cheaper price, like get it on a discount. Because um, I don't think they've pulled it from stores. Although you know, Ara, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've pulled it yet. However, I yeah. w- uh, unless the S twenty three Ultra is nine hundred dollars or less, I wouldn't necessarily go with the older one if for no other reason than. Uh, I think another part of the reason that Samsung uh, upped the price on the Ultra is because it has the seven years of updates. Once you buy this phone, no, no, fuck that. They 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 <laughs> up the price because they could. I I'm not. I well, don't if people what, are going to upgrade is... phones less often, I under I I no, think I could understand. No, like, no, okay, no, yeah, <laughs> I just disagree. Like, I they up the price because they wanted to. Like, I I don't. 
Like, oh, I mean, I, they can. I, this was inflation and greed, pure and simple. I'm trying to justify things in my mind because I, I'm trying to figure out how I would recommend this device if my parents want to yeah. upgrade a phone and don't want to have shitty reception in the house again. The extra years of updates between the S23 Ultra and the S24 Ultra, I feel might be a deciding factor if you're deciding between those two phones. Yeah. If the S23 Ultra is not on a significant sale or if you cannot take advantage of any carrier incentives, which I, if you I'm, can yes. take I'm advantage saying... of carrier incentives, that is absolutely the way to buy this phone. Do not pay $1,300. Let your carrier let you trade in some shitty old like S8 or whatever and get your phone basically free. If you can, I mean, every single I'm on Verizon and every single Verizon deal is on a new plan. So that changes during the holidays. But like throughout most of the year, like you actually can't get that good of a deal through Verizon on trade-ins anyway. So like I write the review from the viewpoint of Samsung has said this is a $1,300 smartphone. I am aware of the fact that deals exist. I'm aware of the fact that trade-ins exist, but I have to think about it as a $1,300 smartphone because... Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's part of their game, right? That's that's yeah. the whole thing. But I will say, like, I, I, I you know, the, the, the price, man. Like, I looked last night, at least as of last night, as of Wednesday night as we're recording this, Best Buy had 512 gigabyte Z Fold 5s on clearance for $80 more than the terabyte S24 Ultra. And like, man, when you're bouncing up between the highest tier of the S24 Ultra and then like, maybe I just get a foldable. This phone is stupid expensive and I don't really see where the value is. You're looking at longer upgrade cycles, right? So I agree with you, right? As a $1,300 phone, it's extremely pricey. I mean, we're only $500 away from the Z Fold 5 and likely the Z Fold 6 will be the same price because I think in spite of this getting a $100 price increase, like I, I at, at that point, like you can't get more expensive than $1,800. Maybe you can. Who knows? There's rumors maybe they're say. making a cheaper Z Fold 6. Like, like I a, was about a, to a say. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do that. Maybe they split so. and they do like a $1,500 Z Fold 6 Lite and then or Z Fold 6 Fan Edition for all the fans of the foldables out there. For the fans. And then... Foldable um, edition. <laughs> or they make the regular Z fifteen hundred dollars, and then the eighteen hundred dollar one becomes the Z fold, uh, mm. the Z fold six Pro Ultra, or Ultra. Uh, or Ultra. Yeah, oh, God. a fold Ultra with yeah. an S Pen because names in. just can't get anybody. Ugh. I don't know. I, I I think. Oh, can we talk about S Pen for a second? Yeah, go for it. Sure. Mostly because I wanted to, I wanted to very quickly touch on the uh, case stuff with the, uh, MagSafe and S Pen interference because that has blown oh, up over sure. the last week. Yeah. First off, I want to say this is nothing new, and this did not surprise me because I've been asking manufacturers about this since the Galaxy S23 Ultra because I would see them in the customer reviews every now and again. It's also part of why, even though I and so many others were desperately hoping for Gi2 inside of the Galaxy S24, it was never going to happen because of S Pen. Uh, the way that S Pen works, in order for it to register that the pen is above your screen, not just like, oh, it's touching the screen and here's the pressure level. It uses a magnetic field that is emitted over the screen by the digitizer that's used on S Pen devices. So anything that throws off the magnets is going to obviously throw off the cases. For most Galaxy S23 Ultra cases and S24 Ultra cases, you're not going to notice unless you are actively using a MagSafe charger. But I know that a lot of people are outraged because, oh, this case broke my phone. And no, it didn't. It's just this is there's only so much physics we can get around. I don't think they'll not put G2 in next year's Ultra. I think they'll probably ship it with a warning that, like, when you're charging the phone, the, the S Pen won't work. Because, like, 
yeah, I have a MagSafe case at this point, and I just put it on and tried the S Pen, and like you said, like it works fine because it's not charging right now. So like that would be my guess is that they just put G two in next year, and then they're like, you're gonna have to not charge it if you want to use the S Pen because, like you said, that's just how it works. Well, so. and again, you can charge using a cable and use the S Pen sure. just fine. It's just yeah. if you're using magnetic wireless charging. Yeah. So you could still even use it with a non-magnetic wireless charger because everything's point, backwards compatible. <laughs> But yeah, and at that point, just plug your phone in. But yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing else is really new with the S Pen this year. Like, no, um, as far as I can tell, besides the fact that they made the cap a little flatter, which is nice, I guess. But, you know, we're dancing around it. Daniel, tell me about your experience taking photos with this phone. So I've had a, a bad experience taking photos with this phone. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the yeah. phone is, is bad. The camera is bad. Yeah, I've t- I've gotten good shots. It, I will say I have it is gotten not a reliable camera. That is my there, that's, concern. That is there it. it. That is so, exactly so what I say. In my absolutely mind. true. This 200 megapixel sensor, it's it, it's great. In in certain conditions, still conditions, is, <laughs> landscapes <laughs> when nothing is moving, not a single thing. Genuinely, Daytime. when nothing is moving. Yeah, if you're taking only still life photos, if you're taking photos of apples in a bowl, you're going to get great photos of those apples in a bowl. But seriously, this thing fails immediately when anything is moving, even somehow worse than previous ultras, which is surprising to me. I noticed it a lot more this time than last year, like for sure. I I shared it in Slack yesterday, but there's a photo in my review that I don't have in a gallery. It's on its own, and it is of a bus coming to a red light. It is like right in front of the red light. It's probably going seven miles per hour and is actively slowing down. Uh, Daniel, if you hadn't seen this yesterday, there's a link to it, and it's blurry. It's a red blur. <laughs> the text on the bus is blurry. Like the building behind it is not blurry. The cars behind it are not blurry, but the bus is blurry somehow. I I like it's not going fast. The, you can see the light it's pulling up to. It's a bus. <laughs> like this is not a shot that a phone should. You know, if the bus was going, if it was the bus from Speed, I would. Do it. <laughs> you know, we would but, all like, be. This dead. is. It's not. It, well, first of all, I'd be panicked and I wouldn't have taken a photo of it. I'd, I would be I'd be very concerned about the safety of, of people living in my city. But like, I just I just don't understand how you like ship a phone that that can fail at this kind of shot. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like this thing can take very good photos at times. I think I hate to say it, but it's one software update away from, <laughs> from getting better. But it's just like, I don't Probably. want that to be, I, I know, I know, I know. But I, I don't want that to be yeah. the, the, the way that we approach this, right? Like this, Samsung didn't say we're going to get a day one patch that users are going to get a better photo experience when they get the phone, right? Like this appears to be shipping firmware. This is the software that will be on phones when they hit store shelves next week. Yeah. Okay. So you have confirmation there. I ha- Someone else has confirmation and shared it with me, but yes. Okay, so we have confirmation. I just think it's not reliable enough. You get a good photo next to a bad photo. Mr. Who's the Boss actually has a very good iPhone versus S24 Ultra comparison video. And I looked at it and it was shocking how good one photo could be. And then the next one with the same lens in the same conditions could be completely garbage. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just think there's, I've gotten the same impact right some low light photos i get are lovely others i get are a muddy mess that you can barely tell what you're looking at and it's there's no difference in the ambient conditions it's just the phone decided to make different decisions and 
I think it comes down to like their post-processing. What are they doing? Are they using different filters to interpret the environment and it's just not where it needs to be? Or is there an actual problem with the sensor and it hasn't been tuned properly? I don't know. I I think it's the former because you do get really good photos every once in a while. But yeah, I I don't know. This is very strange to me. Yeah, I will say, have you shot with the 5X lens at all? The new 5X lens? Yes. I have. It's pretty good. It's good at 5X. I think it's like if you shoot at 10X next to the 10X lens on the S23 Ultra, I think like hardware just beats whatever they're doing on the software side most of the time. I come out of this thinking that I still find a 5X lens more useful. I shoot at 5X more than I shoot at 10X. And so given the choice between cropping in on the 3X lens to 5X on the S23 Ultra or just using a 5x lens on the s24 ultra i prefer that but those shots definitely look better at 5x but if you liked the 10x lens on last year's phone like it's not a huge step down but it is a slight step down in most cases that i tried out oh i I absolutely think that the 5x is a better use of its space i agree with you i'm just saying that like their whole defense was it will look comparable at 10x and i think maybe a little overstated that's even pretty good when you're saying oh it's a little overstated the fact that they're even comparable at double the focal yeah. length from a native optical distance is kind of amazing if you think about it, right? Like the average person is not going to pixel peep between the two, nor are they going to have the two side by side to compare. But I think the benefits you get I do from and it, I did. Because <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> but like the benefits you get from having a 5X native focal length means you can take beautiful portraits of people. Oh, yeah. The 3X yeah. lens has never been good enough for that. As long as they're still. No, I like don't use the 3X lens. I don't know about you. I don't have a good use for it. I jump right from like 1X to 5X usually if I'm trying to zoom in on something. Like that's that's just like how like where my head goes. Like, I'm genuinely shocked that they kept the 3X in the yeah. phone. It, it makes very I, little I sense. I kind of feel both. like if they had done 1X, 5X, and 10X, I would find it more useful. <laughs> like, right. But that would have taken up so much space. I don't know, man. Like they could figure it out. But then that's too big of an upgrade. That's two new lenses. What I think they should have done is gotten rid of the 3X, but replace the primary sensor with a one-inch sensor. That's correct. Do what Oppo's doing, or Xiaomi in their Ultra series. Do what pretty much every every Chinese phone brand is doing with 1X sensors. Agreed. Just give us a bigger... like The the 1X sensor on those phones is insane. Like, incredible. Yeah. I really thought they were going to do it this year. I'm, like, kind of surprised that they... I mean, I guess I'm not, but like, I really thought early on in the rumor cycle that like, yeah, like we'll get a one inch sensor on a Samsung phone next year. And we didn't. Maybe next year. Who knows? I kind of don't have anything else to say about this phone, to be honest. Like, oh, we didn't talk about the AI. I guess we did last week. It's fine. It's half of it you'll never use because it's stuck in Samsung apps that you won't use. Um, The other half is there if you want it. I don't don't know. I, I feel so like whatever about the ai features here um some of them are helpful enough but like you're gonna forget about them at a week into owning this phone yeah i mean that that's like i i use google photos so i honestly have forgotten that they yeah. exist and that's a problem for me but yeah i agree with well you that's what i mean I, like you're not going to open the samsung gallery app you're not going to use samsung's keyboard i like samsung's browser but most people aren't going to use samsung's browser and so on and so on like Live translate is a neat idea for phone calls, but how often do you call people in different languages? Like, I'm sh- there is certainly a subsection of people who deal with that problem regularly in their lives. I'm not one of them. 
it's cool it's there it seems to work okay i will say i i've not gotten to test it outside of samsung's demo yet manuel who obviously lives in germany and speaks german has been he, he just got back from vacation today so i have to call him at some point and actually test that feature but it just seems like they're in there throwing everything against the wall phase which is fine but then they're teasing that people are going to have to pay for this stuff at the end of 2025 potentially and okay i i don't think people will but they will it's fine i don't believe them well speaking of people not paying for ai i i am kind of happy to see the lack of ai in the oneplus 12 that's a great pivot Ara. i just want to call it out i thought that was really good that was a really good segue yeah let's talk about the oneplus 12 uh, a phone that i don't actually have which i feel like is kind of rare for this show um do you have one daniel no i i don't okay so just because of OnePlus's review embargo time, the review went up Tuesday, I'm obviously in S24 Ultra land. And so we had AP contributor Chris Waddell review it for us, and he gave it a glowing review, I would say. He gave it a 9 out of 10. I liked last year's OnePlus 11, but I, I think I gave it an 8. So that's obviously <clears throat> a big jump up. I did get a little bit of hands-on time with it during CES. Not enough to get like a really big like I didn't take any photos with it, for example. Like I, I have no idea how that that camera works, but you know it's a OnePlus phone at its core, which I feel like has meant very different things depending on the year. I think people have just kind of accepted that the software is not very good, but is also mostly easy to ignore at this point. Like after a couple days, like settle into it. That was my experience on the open. At least the hardware is is excellent. In, in, in green, it's a very pretty phone. It, it stands out in a way that it's like so something pretty. like the S24 Ultra doesn't. I, I've seen a few people say they don't like the textured like marble pattern, but I think it looks quite nice. Personally, those people can go back to Samsung and the boring blank <laughs> solid colors. Give us some texture. Yeah. Give us some life in these things. I still don't love how the camera module looks on these phones but they did a better job this year of making it kind of stand out they're really trying to make it look like a watch they put a full bezel around it this year and i think mm-hmm. it looks of an enough of a, a a piece on the phone that i i've, I've kind it's kind of grown on me really like the story of this thing is that it's like the anti ai phone not because oneplus isn't going to eventually put one like ai features in their phone i'm sure they i'm sure they are but they're not there now this is just like a really powerful eight hundred dollar smartphone that has pretty much everything you would want it's got a pretty solid camera i have really warmed up to the hasselblad color profile i think it was an obvious gimmick when they first did that partnership four years ago but i would say that over the years like you can definitely tell when a phone is shooting with that color science behind it and otherwise like it's just kind of a specs beast how you would expect it's 12 or 16 gigs of ram up to 512 gigabytes of storage snapdragon 8 gen 3 they added wireless charging. If you buy a OnePlus wireless charger, it, it can wirelessly charge at 50 watts, which is 5 watts faster than the peak charging speeds of the S24 Ultra, which is very funny. 80-watt wired charging as well, so I believe it can go 0 to 130 minutes. If the specs of the S24 Ultra win you over, but you don't think it's worth $1,300, or you think the AI stuff is half-baked, or... Anything like that, you know, the the biggest downside here is just the software policy. It's four years of security patches, I believe. I don't think OnePlus is ever going to compete with seven years of OS upgrades from Samsung or Google, but 
you're saving five hundred dollars. Five years on monthly patches would be nice to see as a minimum. Yeah, for an eight hundred. Yeah, I believe phone. OnePlus does buy monthly patches, which is you know it's not great, but they do get OS upgrades out faster than Motorola does, so you've got that going. Is that a bar? It's a low bar, but you're saving five hundred dollars up front, which I think you know if you keep this phone for three years or whatever, like. If no matter what phone you buy, you're only going to keep it for three years, the seven-year OS upgrade doesn't really do you a big favor with Samsung True. anyway. So, like, you know, depending on how you use your phones, like, it's a good bargain. I, they also have their $100 any device, any condition thing going for this if you buy through OnePlus. So you can save cash there. But I don't have a lot to say about it just because I haven't, like, actually used it as a daily driver I like what this company's doing for the most part. I'm also like fully aware that the software is mostly out of their hands at this point. So it's a pretty piece of hardware that is totally usable on the software side. Okay, quick question. Would you yeah. rather have the cameras on the Galaxy S24 Ultra or the cameras on the OnePlus 12? Because if Samsung is going to keep being consistent and not great at night, is the Hasselblad any better? No, I haven't heard about OnePlus struggling with motion as much as I have the S24 Ultra, so probably the OnePlus 12. Okay. Because, yeah. Yeah, I would take the If it at least has a, a more consistent camera. Okay. A step back. I haven't heard about any smartphone OEM struggling with motion the way Samsung has. Like, this is a uniquely Samsung problem in a way that I don't fully understand. It is like, however they're doing processing, like Daniel said. It's not making the right decision every time. So yeah, if, it's going to be Samsung, one line of erroneous code somewhere, and it's going to get removed, and everything's magically going to be better. No, but that's the thing. Samsung has better hardware, right? There, it's there are more yeah. sensors, bigger sensors, higher quality potential. I think if you are typically taking landscapes or you take portrait photos, and you're not chasing buses or kids or pets, then you're probably going to have a better experience with the Samsung. I think for kind of a pick up and shoot camera, OnePlus has always been really reliable, right? You get good photos most of the time. And that goes back to like the OnePlus 7, right? They've never been the best, but they've always been very good. And from what I'm hearing, and based on the results I got from the OnePlus Open, the processing has improved tremendously year over year. I got really good photos on the Open. So, yeah, I'd be very happy to recommend this. I think people are somewhat unhappy with the telephoto on the OnePlus 12. Like, it's pretty underwhelming. It's a 3X. The sensor's not great. It's certainly like that on the 11 last year. And, and like, we just had a whole conversation about how I don't find myself using a 3X lens very often because I usually need to zoom in more than that. And so, like, yes, I would, I would very much prefer a different lens there. Yeah. But most reviews have said this is a great phone except for the camera, right? This is not a flagship level camera experience, but I'd say for most people, this will be perfectly fine. Nobody's really going to bat an eye. So the year-over-year improvements have been tremendous, right? You, like, I think OnePlus hit a low point with the OnePlus 10. Uh, the 11 was a slight improvement, but still not good enough. Yeah. And then the 12 yeah. has regained its position as like an affordable flagship phone. Yeah, and they also, um, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about this more in future episodes, but they have the, the OnePlus 12R is coming to the US and Europe for the first time for the R series. And that's a $500 phone that is essentially a OnePlus 11, which is also really interesting. Like to put that up against something like the Pixel 7a, like I'll be curious to see how that stands up against 
I mean, $500 is not a lot of money for something that is rocking a Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. It's mm-hmm. a great chip. Yeah. Like most people who bought phones, like no one listening to the show is probably using a phone right now with a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 in it. Like if you recently upgraded your phone, it's either a Pixel and it's got Tensor or you're probably using a phone powered by the 8 Gen 2. And I can't imagine most of those people are thinking about upgrade. But like, ah, oh, I really need the very, very small performance boost that came with the 8 Gen 3. Like that wasn't what that chip is focused on. And so... To bring that level of performance down to $500 is really intriguing, I'd say. Is the R-Series basically OnePlus's FE line? Yeah. Okay. $500 with an HN2, and is it going to have the same, like, super fast wireless, uh, super fast charging? It has fast charging. It does not have wireless charging. I'm okay with that. How fa- uh, do, do we know what the wired charging is on it? Is it going to match? Because I think, I think $500 and recharges from zero to 100 in half an hour seems like a pretty damn unbeatable phone at 500 I believe it's, like, 32 minutes, but, yeah, I believe it's 80. <laughs> it's It was, like, a couple minutes, short, like, in the slower for some range. reason. Yeah, it's still, yeah. like, half an hour and you're good to go for another full day. That could be a good recommendation to people, especially once we have a firmer picture of what the 8A is going to look like this summer. Yeah, <laughs> you're just on it, Ara. Hmm? I don't know if that was a that was try- you trying to to transition us to talking about the retail box leak, but you're you're just. Oh on no, that today. was that was totally no. I I wasn't thinking about that at all. Um, Jules is going to yes, love I this. Know that's in there. He's like, I don't need he to is. do my job anymore. You just just yeah. Ara's doing it. Ara is doing it for him. I, I do one more thing about the 12R. The, the the downgrade there will be the camera system, not just in terms of like hardware, but it it also loses the Hasselblad partnership. Like it won't have yeah. that color tuning, which is which is what people really like about shooting with OnePlus. So like the Pixel 7a is going to probably crush it in terms of photos, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those situations where it's like, do you really care about photos? Go buy a Pixel and you, and you have $500, go buy Pixel 7a slash 8a when it's available you want a game on a 500 hundred dollar phone go for do, the one yeah plus. do you mm. do you or do you care about performance do you care about the display do you care about any of that stuff go buy yeah fast charging go buy go buy a OnePlus 12r i wouldn't be surprised if that's what it ends up being not a bad place to be no nope no all right let's do talk about those pixels a lot of yeah. pixel leaks how believable yeah. are they i think all let's do the 8a first because that is that is the most believable this looks exactly like what we've seen from other leaks both that Super early hands-on from like months ago, and then also on leaks renders. This looks like a curvier Pixel 8, I would say, with like, or Pixel 7a even, I guess, because it's got that flatter camera bar. Basically, the retail box leaked from a Vietnamese Facebook group, which is obviously like Google has factories there. I think it's not super surprising. This is not even the first time this has happened. I would say... Timeline-wise, this is interesting. It it seems early for a phone that we would expect in May, I guess, but they're obviously prepping for something. So I think this is totally believable. The biggest change here, I think, is that like as best as I can tell, and this is my crackpot theory, but holding it up, holding this box up, and specifically the render of the Pixel 8a on the box up against the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro boxes. <laughs> The glow of the light on the render of the Pixel 8a matches how it looks on the Pro, and specifically not on the 8, which would mean this might have a matte finish. This looks like it might have a matte finish, which I hope means that they're Good. just going to do matte finishes on every phone this year. The Pixel 8a, 9, and 9 Pro would be my hope, because I don't know why you would bring it to the cheaper phone and then leave the Pixel 9 in a weird, still glossy world. Because... I still can't believe they didn't have the regular Pixel 8 be matte, yeah. too. It made... Z- that. That was one of those holdbacks that you're like, okay, you're just being petty. Yeah, deeply stupid. 
obviously I could be wrong, but the light looks identical to how it looks on the eight pro render on the box. So I'm, I'm really hoping that this thing is not, is no longer glossy because I'd probably be using a smaller pixel eight if it didn't pick up fingerprints like it does. So the nine and the nine pro also leaked this week. These are on leaks based renders. Obviously on leaks has like a pretty strong track record. So I would not be surprised if these were fairly accurate. I'm going to say what everyone on the internet has said. These look a lot like an iPhone. Is that fair, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they have squared off edges with like brushed, either brushed or glossy. Uh, I don't know if glossy is the right word. Like No, glossy. Reflective like, glossy metal, like on the smaller one. Like this is a polished metal. Mm. Yeah. Po- I would say polished on the pro and it's very shiny on the iPhone 14-esque on the smaller one. They no longer have a full camera bar. They have the like pixel fold style camera lump. I don't know what to call this. It's a pill, but yeah. It's a I... pill. It's a pill. That's a good way to put it. I've seen people be like, oh, I can't believe they're leaving the camera bar design behind. Like it was so iconic. I can. And... Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I still think this accomplishes the same thing. This looks enough like the regular pixel uh, camera bar that like I don't think it loses the identity of oh that's a pixel like it's still well, a nobody horizontal else uses a horizontal exactly. camera bar these days Samsung is vertical and Apple is a square so yeah, I think this accomplishes it more importantly not having it be a wraparound edge for the camera bar means that if your phone hits on the back corners of the frame it's not going to do massive damage to the uh, camera bar and it's not going to potentially you know shatter all oh, your sure. camera lenses yeah. So yeah, and it is. It means that uh, for case makers, you don't have to have the edges of the case be so big, wrapping around the entirety of the camera bar. Because you have to do that, and then your camera bar is going to be even more sticking out and feel thicker in the hand. I'm happy to see this. Not having the Cylon bar anymore is a bummer, but at the same time, it's just so much more practical to be this. And so long as it stays at horizontal bars, that way nothing will be overlapping with the uh, wireless charging coils the way it does on Samsung. I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Now it looks like a Minion, kind of. Oh. It's got kind of the that goggles That'll be a look. cute case. Yeah. yeah. I would say the leak of what seems to be the Pixel 9 Pro, which was the first of these two leaks, is pretty much exactly what you would expect, right? Like it's a six point, it seems to be a 6.7 inch screen. The dimensions are almost identical, so on and so forth. The Pixel 9 is fascinating because it has a telephoto lens, which I think has been our biggest complaint about, like, just give it to. So this lines up with a leak that we discussed. I think we discussed way back in December of 2022. Actually, you know what? We might have been too busy talking about Avatar the Wave Water. Um, (laughs) But there was a Pixel roadmap leak in December of 2022 that included rumors that in addition to the 9 and 9 Pro there would be a smaller 9 Pro that was sized like the 9 but had the specs in the camera of the 9 Pro it is unclear if that's what this is that certainly lines up it's unclear if that means we'll get three phones with a regular 9 that doesn't have a telephoto lens my hope is that that's not what happens and they decided to make the 9 and the 9 Pro more in line with each other and use the 8A use the A series in general as a successor to the smaller cheaper pixel because those phones have so much in common with each other that at this point like it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep those going like you should just do the a series and then have essentially two pro phones at different sizes we don't know what the plan is but we do know that this render includes a telephoto lens and i'm 
as someone who would like to switch to a smaller phone, yeah, I'm excited. I would be so happy because I don't do the big phones. I do the regular S24 and I do the regular Pixel. So I, the only time I've ever gotten to play with the Pixel, uh, like with a Pixel, I think it was a Pixel 7 Pro was when both phones came to me and then I had to send one to one of my coworkers. So I got like a couple of days of testing both of the cameras out at Disney. But uh, yeah, the cameras should match on both of these. Or at least the number of cameras. If you want to have a slightly beefier telephoto or whatever in the Pro, fine. The regular 9 should at least have something. And something of quality, I should say. I'm super happy with this. Uh, For those three leaks, if the, like, when we were thinking it was like a 9, a 9 Pro, and a 9 Pro Mini, I'm hoping it was the 9 was what's going to eventually be the 9A, and then the Pro Mini is just going to be the 9 and the Pro is the Pro. So I'm super hopeful that that is the lineup. I will say, if you thought it sounded early for retail leaks for the Pixel 8a, am I alone and kind of hoping that this phone is going to have like an April or like late March? This is release season for the early crop of the year for phones. So the Pixel always feels kind of late coming out in May. I am almost positive we're still going to get it at I.O., which is going to be super late. But I kind of hope Google pushes this early. Like maybe pop an announcement at NWC and then the phone arrives around like spring break or Easter. Am I alone? I mean, yeah, I don't want to review it in, in late March. I have it penciled out in May to review this. Um, no, I mean, no, no, no. Like my, my real answer is that this is a phone that is essentially like the Pixel 8 minus. And so launching it so close to the regular Pixel 8. I mean, this is an issue every year, but I still think feel like if this launches in March, the Pixel 8 just doesn't matter for the next like seven months. Like, I don't know. The, the 8 Pro does. It's just not the 8. Like, I, I, it, it's, it's just a weird time window no matter what. Well, my other question there is, are we still going, like, I'm sure Google saw some kind of numbers when they released the 7A at 500 and the Galaxy A54 was still 450. I'm sure there's no way that this phone goes back down in price, but that would be a nice hope, isn't it? I would be surprised. Yeah, because it it needs to be a wider price gap from the regular eight. Yeah, I I think they keep it at 500 and they do five, seven and 10 or not 10, but a thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Daniel, you've been quiet. What do you think of these leaks? I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I think it if it moves in the direction that the leaks are suggesting it's not going to be as comfortable to hold. I think one of the beautiful things about the Pixel phone as it is today is that it's it's got this like organic roundedness, this inviting aesthetic to it that makes you feel like you're not necessarily holding a piece of metal and glass, but you're holding, even though it is made of metal and glass, but it's just a bit more pillowy. It's a bit more comfortable. It's a bit more soft and it's really hard to do that when you kind of angle it off and i think every other company has done this and the pixel was kind of the last holdout of the the weird more opinionated designs that we've come to expect from lg and older you know companies that don't necessarily make phones anymore i think oneplus with the oneplus 11 is still kind of towing that line but i look at the pixel 9 pro and i'm like yeah okay sure I'm sure it's going to be a great phone. Okay, but if they don't square off the sides, how will reviewers refer to it as feeling like jewelry? Mm -hmm. Have you considered this? No, I don't think we have enough. No. There's not enough nouns or adjectives in the English language. (laughs) So you're right. 
I've been owned. Yeah, you've been defeated in the in the court of I don't know whatever. Um, you know, I I kind of agree with you. I I the Pixel Eight Pro and like kind of all of the modern Pixels, I guess. But really, the Eight Pro feels like holding like an older HTC phone in a way I really like, which makes sense when you know the lineage of that team. And this just looks like they're chasing a design that Apple debuted several years ago or like went back to several years ago because obviously like it like it's very like iphone 4 to 5 and then they they brought that back with the 12 which is fine i guess but it really does feel like flat edges are the trend and have been locked in for so long we would be stupid not to do it so they're just gonna do it which i guess is um fine but yeah i i don't hate it like i kind of like phones with flat edges i don't mind holding like the iphone 15 without a case or whatever but I do agree that like it does make it stand out a little bit less, you know, minus mm-hmm. the camera pill. Yeah, we'll see. Because I'm I'm not like I look at the the nine pro leak and I'm like, I, I prefer the camera bump to what is on the Pixel 8 right now. Like the triple I Cylon metal plate thing. I've never liked it. I don't think it's a good looking back of a phone. I tolerate it because I think as a whole it's distinctive and iconic and idiosyncratic in a way that other phones are not anymore. Even Samsung has lost all personality in its devices. It's, Samsung has it's just, no, yeah, there's no character to this phone. I'm sorry, but like, it's just a piece of metal and glass with like some lenses protruding out of it, which is so stupid because they kind of had character with the frame with like the S21 series when they had the like wraparound frame and like yeah. Yeah. ditched it. Yeah, that, that was a really nice look. It, it was a nice look. And then they not only got rid of that, they were like, you know, with the S22, I think with Ultra was the first one that just had the protruding yeah. lenses. And then they were like, what if we put this design on every single one of our phones, regardless of price? If you buy an A15, it's got like the same style of just like, here's some lenses on the back of the phone as their $1,300 flagship. And it like completely ruins the status symbol, I would almost say, of like, all you're doing is buying one design Samsung has at different price points. Like you're either spending $200 or you're spending $1,300, but they pretty much look the same. One has titanium, I guess, but like, I don't know. I really think that they've completely bought Cause like, it's not an identifiable look. It's just a look and they've completely botched it in terms of unifying their design language. Like they did, but they did it in a way that makes them completely anonymous. Mm. Instead of becoming standardized with character, they became standardized and, generic yeah like i always look back to yeah the s21 ultra and the note 20 ultra as like the peak of samsung's smartphone design right because even though the note 20 ultra looks very much like modern day s ultra phones it did have the distinct camera cutout and that copper color was like everywhere in the marketing and it really i i remember it still almost four years ago, and I still remember how distinct that phone looked. And I loved it. I really didn't want to give it up. Like, I sold it to subsidize the S21 Ultra, but, like, I miss that phone. I miss how it looked. I just miss how weird Samsung and LG, and, like, I just, I don't know. There's there's definitely, like, a nostalgia to it, for sure, that I'm over-emphasizing now, because, like, it was the, quote, good old days. And obviously, these phones are so much better than they were back then, but... Also, not really. Like, if you look at the spec sheet of a Note 20 Ultra from three and a half years ago, like 6.9 inch display, same resolution, Snapdragon 865, really good chip, like 100 megapixel camera, 12 megapixel 5X lens. Like, 
they had a 5X Zoom yeah. in 2020. They did 10 and then went back to five this year. Like you could do 8K in 2020. <laughs> wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Most of my friends at this point, and I feel like this is probably true for anyone who isn't like super into this stuff, like one of my friends who's been a Samsung user for as long as I can remember messaged me and he was like, what do you think about the S24 series? Like, He's got a Note, ooh, I think he's got a Note 10 Plus. Is, was it the Plus, was the signifier that year, right? It wasn't Ultra yet until the 20. Yeah, so I believe he's got a Note 10 Plus, and he's like, I think I'm just going to go with, like, the small one. I kind of want a small phone again. And, like, I was like, yeah, like, it'll be a good upgrade for you. Like, I don't think it's going to, even though your phone is, like, five years old, like, I don't think it's going to, like, completely revolutionize your life, though. And I was like, unless you really want the big screen with, like, a stylus, like, I don't think you need to spend $1,300 here. But yeah, I just, I, I, I think people are like kind of looking at what Samsung has now and being like, eh, I can hold on to this for another year. It gets the job done. We forced my mom with a Christmas gift to upgrade to an iPhone 15 Pro from her iPhone 10. Like, we're just going to make you do this because every time I would be like, so you need a new phone, right? She'd be like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, you leave it plugged in all day. It doesn't even hold a charge anymore. <laughs> like, it's fine. You know, that's an extreme example, maybe, but like that's kind of where most people are now and like rolling out barely changed designs. And as you know, as we talked about last week, I think like Samsung is doing this on purpose. Like they're 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 aware that they're barely changing anything like, OK, but don't be surprised when no one runs out and buys this phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like going back to the Note 20 Ultra, guess how much it cost when it debuted. I forgot about this. I don't remember. Uh, Eleven hundred. Thirteen hundred dollars. Was it thirteen hundred dollars? It was thirteen hundred. Yeah. It was because there was still an S, an, an S Ultra at a cheaper mm. price, and then they got rid of the Note and combined the two and increased the price of the S series later. But it was it took until this year to get back to that to get back price. Yeah, interesting. Interesting context. That is interesting. I should write about that. I don't know what I'm going to write about it, but I should write about it. <laughs> it just proves that Samsung was ahead of its time and or time is a flat circle. Who knows? I think time is a flat circle. Hey, uh, there's a new Pixel this week. It's Mint. Uh, that's all I want to say. It's Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro are in Mint now. I just think that's exciting. You guys like this color? I do. Very it's much. cute. I think the saturation should be turned up about 20%, though. Yeah, I wish it was a little, I wish it was a little more saturated. Um, I think they're sending me one, so I'll probably take photos of it. But I don't know if they're sending me the 8 or the 8 Pro, but I think they're sending me one, and I'm excited about that. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Okay, two, three small news things. Yeah. The Z Fold 6 might get a cheaper version this year. Yeah, we talked briefly kind of about this Yeah, earlier. so we don't know more than that other than the fact that Samsung has obviously been looking into making a cheaper horizontal folding phone. I think that's a very good idea. Very good idea. We'll see. Hopefully it's a little bit wider this year so that at least your front display is more like the OnePlus Open or the Pixel Fold. I think Samsung has to go in that direction. The market is pushing it in that direction. If it doesn't... Do you want to bet on this? I, I would... I would... Yeah. Okay. I'll bet on it. I'll bet on it. We're not, we're not going to disclose the details of the bet. In I public. think they keep the outer screen resol- or screen aspect ratio identical or like, like virtually identical. Like so close even if it's a little different it's not really noticeable. Okay. I'll take that bet. I think that they have yeah, to okay. make it wider. Like I agree with you. Wider. I just don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> like, 
we'll, we'll, we'll see. Re readdress this when uh, when yeah. the time comes. All right, the Pixel Watch Three is going to have two sizes. I think that is obviously something that we've we've heard for many many months, but sources at nine to five Google have all but confirmed this. So I think a lot of people are going to be happier with the larger size. And I think that's what it looks like. The secondary, the, the smaller size will be the same as the current size of the Pixel Watch 2. And then there's going to be a larger 47 millimeter version. And then finally, Netflix got rid of its cheapest ad tier. Uh, sorry, cheapest it's, ad tier. It's not just tier. like they, they had already made it so you couldn't. This was the, the $12, $12 a month, um, like 720p ad free tier. They'd already gotten rid of it in terms of like new customers. They are now going to force legacy customers off of it, which is boy, do they want that ad money? That's yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's how you increase your average customer revenue, right? You force them to pay a fee per month. And then they were obviously getting more than $5 per month in value from the customers seeing ads. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made this decision. I would suspect that number is significantly higher than $5 a month per user. Almost certainly. The, the, the Verge has a really good piece this week about how Netflix is just cable now, like down mm -hmm. to TNT level, mm -hmm. like movies, suggestions and, and ads and uh, uh, the, their new WWE deal. <laughs> like, um, it's just cable now and like it's it's a cable replacement that is is cheaper if you're only paying for Netflix with ads. So I don't know. Go read that piece. But we're not only paying for Netflix. Well, I, of course, of course, we're paying for Plex so that I can stream <laughs> all my movies for like five dollars a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think Plex is one of the only things I don't pay for. I actually I don't, don't pay have for a Plex, Plex library. I, I, I yeah. do have a small Plex library of, of certainly they're all legally obtained uh, home movies from my childhood. That's what's on my Plex server. Right. Yeah. I will say I'm bummed because Netflix's password cracking finally hit me this week and I will not be paying for a separate account because I already pay for eight different subscriptions and I'm not paying for Netflix too. Yeah. But at least I'll be able to go catch up on all of my anime shows that are on Netflix like the one or two times I go home every year. We're past peak subscription. People are done. Which is why every time you hear about like, oh, Samsung's probably going to eventually charge for its AI features and like, People are very tired of paying for monthly subscriptions. It's like the time for, yeah, what's another $5? Like, we're past that. And I don't know if every company has learned this yet. It doesn't feel like it, but I think they will over the next, like, several years as their new subscription plans come out and then fail. Yeah. I'm definitely leaning towards just downgrading because I have the 4K plan. It's like $27 a month now with tax here in Canada. So That's it's insane. just like such a stupid number that I, I cannot justify it anymore. Why not just downgrade it to the ad free, the the ad plan, right? Yeah, because you'll get 1080p. And to be honest, Netflix's 4K bitrate is terrible. It doesn't even look that good for what you're paying for. So unless you need the four screens to a certain extent, yeah, why would you pay for the 4K plan? Yeah, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to justify that. It's so hard for me to justify paying for anything that contains ads just because ad quality is so abysmal mm -hmm. on most of the streaming platforms. Like, I almost cried with joy whenever my dad upgraded from Paramount with ads to the Paramount without ads just because they would play like the same six ads every single break. And it got so just maddeningly repetitive. And that's assuming the ads are of any quality at all. Most of they're them, uh, Paramount at least, they're usually like, somewhat decent products and services most streaming platforms 
your ads are going to be absolute garbage. Between working my way through rewatching 30 Rock and watching playoff football up until, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm going to, I'm rooting for the Lions. The Bills lost last week. I don't want to, it's, it, it's a sore subject. Uh, but I have sat through probably 800 State Farm ads in the last month. And I think I'm at my breaking point with that company. I don't want to ever think about State Farm ever again. I only watch live TV during like award shows. So, you know, I watch the Globes, I watch the Emmys, I'm going to watch the Oscars, the Super Bowl, right? Those are the only times I ever see TV ads. I'm still like shocked at how we sat through this our entire lives, you know? I didn't. I would sit there with the remote and mute it and then like, I hate that I developed this sense, but I have developed the sense to where I can mute it at the beginning of a commercial break. And if it's local, if it is a local TV or if it is a cable that has local ads, I can usually tell down to like within five seconds of where the break is going to end and then just unmute it. I mean, I do that too, but it doesn't matter. You're still there like having to wait, muting or not, right? You see the same ads. It's just rots your brain. Anyway, hope we didn't rot your brain too much during this past hour or so. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there and come back to you next week where I will be back in the frosty north and we'll have lots more to talk about, including the OnePlus 12R and a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, I'm sure will happen between now and then. Until then, Will, Ara, have a great weekend and uh, hope all of you listening have a great weekend. Send us some feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. Podcast at androidpolice.com. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.